Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Live It, Love It, F It. And I'm going to keep that F It only because sometimes, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more respectful. But you know what the F stands for. And tonight, I'm with Tanya from the Notorious Moms, the podcast. Some may know her because she talks a lot about the mom's life. What's up, Tanya? What's going on, LJ? How are you? Thank you so much for having me on the show. Excuse me, I'm a little bit under the weather, so if I sound a little funny, that's what it is. You know, the I'm... show must go on, though. Exactly. Yeah, I just put it together. I got my hat on, I threw some lip on, and I'm like, all right, let me just look somewhat decent because I'm really feeling horrible today. Oh, so how are you besides feeling under a little bit of the weather? I'm good. You know, the same old, just working and, you know, hustling with the podcast and being a mom and just trying to do different ventures. I had a photo shoot the other day um, that was really dope. The experience was so dope. And I say this, if you haven't done a professional photo shoot, you should do it at least for the experience because it was like amazing. Really? If that's what you're into. I love pictures. So I like pictures. (laughs) (laughs) So be able to take them in a setting like that it was really dope. I've done one photo shoot because of work purposes and I felt uh-huh. so weird. <laughs> but no, you know, it, it is what it is. It is very uncomfortable at first, especially if you are not used to it because it was a guided photo shoot. So it's like, okay, turn here, turn this, turn that, do this, do that. And it was really exhausting. Like I give it to the people that do this for a living, like the models and whoever that have to do photo shoots, three and four and five photo shoots a week. It's exhausting. Well, one of the good things I tell people is try something new, whether you like it or not. Hey, at least you did it, right? Right. So, how, you sure. know, I've been visiting your page. I've seen your podcast. It's pretty dope, by the way. So you definitely should definitely link in the bio when I put this out. I'll put your Instagram and other stuff. You know, I give a lot of credit to mothers who share their stories out there because I'm married. So I have my partner. And she helps me out. But I'm like, damn, I grew up as, you know, my mom, she was a single mother. Obviously, when you're little, you really can't see the perception and the perception of everything going on. But damn, you know, what was your focus on when you created your podcast? So I created my podcast. um, The pandemic actually lit a fire under my ass. I could curse, right? Um, Whatever the fuck you want to (laughs) say. The pandemic actually lit a fire under my ass. Honestly, I had just given birth to my daughter. She was born in October and somewhere around like February, right before the pandemic. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, my, my job had closed down for a month. I'm like, like, what am I doing? So, you know, I decided to just like figure something out. I did some research, the podcast at that time. Um, the podcast bubble was just like starting. There was a lot of people doing podcasts. Of course, people were staying home. So they had to find an outlet and podcasting was it. You get to do videos, you get to chat with people. And it was a way of staying connected. I didn't know what I wanted to do with it at first or where it was going. But I know I wanted to share my experiences in a way that a lot of people don't get to share their experiences. So sometimes us as moms, you know, we have children and we have this like role model persona to uphold but sometimes we don't these kids get us fucking (laughs) mad (laughs) like we get frustrated sometimes our kids are assholes some people don't like to say that I can say that I got two kids and sometimes they're assholes so that's where notorious moms came to play look at that 
So, but at first it was a very slow process because I wasn't really motivated at first because I'm like, oh my God, you know, the self-doubt starts to... Did you feel like judging? Like someone's gonna, people going to judge you, like the quality yes. and it was yes. boring. Yeah, I, I mean, I felt that too. I felt that too until... Who was that I listened to? Oh, Gary V. Gary V. One of those like Gary V. videos talking about like, just do it. Just do it. Fuck it. Just yeah. throw it out there. And I'm like, yeah, let me just throw it out there. Was it more of like because of the pandemic that you felt like, you know what, I have time to do this? Or was it also like a coping or something that made you want to cope during the pandemic? Well, distract it your was mind? because of it was because of more that I had time. Like I had my baby was still really little. So I was home and I just had time to do it. And I felt like there is something more to just having a nine to five. Like that was, that's one of my other things, you know, different streams of income and, you know, trying to build generational wealth. It's like, I saw my parents work two jobs forever, you know, thank God now they retired, but all they did was work. Are you first born here or your family? Yes. So, they, yes. okay. So, you know, you, you saw exactly how hard they worked. I yes. was born here too as well. Extremely so. hard. Both my parents worked for the city. They both had two jobs. And um, yeah, it was rough. You know, there was so wait, so was, they were for they were for the city and they still had two yes. jobs? Yes. See, the perception is so weird because growing up, you know, they used to say, Oh, get a city job, get a nine to five, get a Manhattan job, and you'll be good. And I remember the first time I sat in a fancy office with a tie and suit, and I'm like, there's any enough. This is all gimmick. They they ain't paying me enough. No, and it and it wasn't. My mother worked for the Department of Education, and nice. my father worked for the actually for New York State, um, New York City. He worked for um, it was called Brooklyn Developmental Center at the time, and um, they still had to get two jobs because you know, it's a certain way that they like to live. So you know, we lived in a house, and they had to pay a mortgage, and they had to pay bills, and so that's why they worked. Like my father had to many odd second jobs but that was always his first job so that motivation that hustle that your family did you inherited obviously yes I definitely have the hustle mentality um my issue is is just I need to like sometimes I I um I feel like I have a little bit of like ADD we all have because I, <laughs> I feel like I want to do everything at the same time and then I just <laughs> I have a theory behind that. When, when someone tells me I want to do everything, I feel like they're not scared to try something new. I've met people that are the opposite, total opposite. They'd be like, yo, I don't want to try nothing. I'm good with my life. I'm going to go with my nine to five. I'm good with my routine. I'm like, you don't want to jump by your routine. He's like, I could tell you my whole routine for like a whole week. I'm like, bro, that, that just, I don't know. I just think that when you exactly what you just said, if you're willing to try anything, that means are you, I'm, I'm going to assume right now, you're an extrovert. Yes. You see, so definitely I'm, extrovert. I, I've been hearing that I'm an extrovert. I mean, I'm goofy. I said I'm freaking gullible, but I'm also like, <laughs> you tell me to try something, I'll try it. You feel me? Right. But it's just the fact that I, I've, I've always tried to encourage people that are like introverts to like, oh, go out there. But I also realize that's also pushing people sometimes. Right. And, and I don't want right. to do that. But right. You know, when did you feel like, hey, I need to hustle more than my nine to five? So I think it was after I had my second child, after I had my daughter. Um, and, you know, I have a, I, for the moment, I can say that I have a really good job. You know, it pays the bills and I do what I do, but I, it's just, it's the, it's the time for me. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm very time restricted. You know, I get up, I do my nine to five, 
I come home and it's like every day, like I want a job or I want my career to be really flexible. Like, you know, if, if I'm taking a meeting and I'm on vacation, I want to be able to like sit on the beach right now and just open up my laptop and send my emails and be like, all right, I'm good. I got my Corona. I'm chilling. I think I can't ever do since, that right now. Ever since 20, since the pandemic. So I work in social service and before social service, um, Monday to Friday, nine to five job or 10 to six and hybrids and working remote wasn't a thing because of COVID, right. it became a thing. Right. I think more than ever now, there are jobs that will never go permanently back to nine to five, Monday through Friday nope. because of what's been going on. I think right. there's an advantage to us, but I, I do know what you mean. Oh, I always have that urge in my back of my head saying, damn, should I just retire from this field and just look into like computers or work from home or because I, I have friends that work from home and, and they're making almost as much as me or even more than me. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And I think right. work sometimes is, is a second family. If you think about it, eight hours mm-hmm. a day, 10 hours, if you think about traveling. But right. do you see yourself in the upcoming years doing the same thing, like just working a nine to five? Or do you feel like deep inside, you know, you know, something, something else is missing? So I hope, so I have a number in my head of the age that I want to be, where I no longer want to be working my nine to five. And I want um, the podcasting or entertaining or whatever venture that I go into be that, you know, I always, I've always been an entertainer. I feel like, you know, I've always, I love making people laugh. Um, You know, when I get in certain settings, it's like, I know how to like work a room. So I don't know where this is going to go, but I do know that by the time I reach a certain age, I do not want to be working a nine to five. I want to be doing what it is that makes me happy internally. This was before COVID or after COVID that you felt this way? Definitely more so after COVID. Because of the shit you saw on TV? Because I had the time, because I had the time to sit down and to like really think about life as a whole. What, what was that one episode that you feel that you had that really felt like, oh shit, like really like say, wow, I actually thank you for, you know, for this podcast show or this episode. I think it was like, it was the episode. I think it was actually the episode where I spoke about COVID. We talked about like the vaccine and we talked about, that was actually one of my episodes that got a lot of listens because I think at the time that's, that's what was happening. Um, and we talked about like me and my friend, we talked about like the vaccine and how we felt about it. And a lot of people like really chimed in because there were some people that were so against the vaccine. There were other people that um, just wanted to get it. People were losing their jobs. People needed to get a vaccine. Like it was so many things happening. I think that was one of my really listened to shows at the time. That's great. Did you come up, uh, come across any other mothers that hit you up and say, yo, I can relate to you? Hey, listen, I know I feel yeah, like I, I'm, I definitely got a few other, like a lot of people like hit me up in my DMs and sent me like messages like, hey, that was a dope show. Or, you know, it was really relatable because I feel like I am relatable. Like I, I feel like I call myself like a, chame- a chameleon because in every setting, you know, I can be a certain way. I say the same and shit. People, I use the same people, language. Right. People might say like, it's not about being fake or it's not about 
um, you know, changing the way you are, but it's like, okay, I could go back to Brooklyn in my hood and I fit right in, you know, I can go into corporate America and I fit right in. I can go into a different crowd and I'll fit right in. So it's just about like being relatable. Right. Like just fit into any, I could blend in anywhere. And I feel like one of the things I ask people is like, when I think about moms, I think about things that go through everyday life. And I don't know, lately, if you've seen the news, a lot of stuff going on when it comes to relationships. And I feel like when you think about moms, I think about two things. If there's a mom, there's a dad, or is there no dad? Are there a single parent? Or moms that stay home and work from home. And if you're one yeah. person and you have multiple kids and you're trying to do that whole Zoom life, I'm like, bro, that's, <laughs> that, that's tough. So my question to you is, do you know, in relationships, what does that do for your relationship? So for my relationship i've been i'm i'm newly married congratulations i just got thank you i just got married two years ago going on three years but i've been with my partner for about like almost 13 years we were both home at the same time together but we also had a baby you know we had our little our little baby she was i think about four months around the time the pandemic happened so she kept us busy you know i i never worked from home i worked through the pandemic because i work in the medical field Wow. So I worked, I worked through the whole entire pandemic, um, except that one month that they shut my office down. Like it didn't really affect us, like how it affected other people during the pandemic. So I think that the reason why relationships have suffered through this pandemic is because like you said, the world's kind of stopped. And when everything stops, you have time to sit down and think about certain things, right? So you're spending time with a person in close quarters that if you think about, you probably haven't spent that much time with the person in a long time, right? Especially if both of you guys are working, if you have kids, right? Sometimes people miss each other constantly. If one person is working days, the other person is working nights. So I think that the time spent and just like the evolutions of people's relationships, that that's what kind of causes a drift because then you realize, okay, like we've been together this whole time, but now we're really together together like together, together without no, we have no option. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing to do. The clubs are closed. The hookah bars are closed. Everything is closed. Where are you going to go? Right? So then people started figuring out and having probably open conversations about like what they wanted out of life and people change. Relationships change. I feel like that's been one of the biggest key component. I believe in space. When you're in a relationship, you know, you need to have at least a couple of hours for yourself or even a day or two. I have, you know, I have a partner for over 20 years already. And I blessed you. Thanks. And I realized I always tell people every five years is like an upgrade. We got to upgrade a different version of ourselves. We can't be the same mofo we were before. And I keep on telling people it doesn't work out. You cannot be the same person that you were 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Because if one of us change, then the other one may not like it. So I have this, I always try to tell people, ask, don't be afraid to ask a question. You know, when it comes to relationship, it's not only about you and your kids, it's also about your partner. Right. And I think people keep on forgetting. I think people don't put too much effort into like, I'm going to give up my whole career for my partner. I'm going to give up my dreams for my partner. And then when the kids are old enough, then I'm going to continue my dreams. When we get older, we get old. Right. (laughs) We get too tired. Right. And that's another thing, too. I think that people's perception is also like I'm I'm a mom like that as well. 
like it's all about my kids my kids always come first but the pandemic also showed me that sometimes your kids can't always come first you know you have a partner or you have a husband or you may have a wife the same energy and the same love and the same things that you give to your kids even though it's a different kind of love or whatever um you have to pour into your relationship as well you know because let me tell you something kids put a strain on people's relationship they really put a strain sometimes they could put a real rift different parenting styles a lot of different things and if you don't have a solid you know ground on your relationship you run into problems oh hell yeah i mean there's no guideline no guidelines to uh, parenting or relationships all you got to do is be honest with yourself and say hey listen this person is like this am i going to accept that person for the way they are can i find a 50 50 way where we both are agreement or this relationship gonna be based on whatever i say or you know i keep on expressing people this whole alpha beta theory and i keep on seeing on social media a lot the alpha beta theory they say that you're an alpha or beta you can't be both and I keep on telling people, you can pretty much do what the hell you want to do. It's you and your partner. Of right. course, you know, when it comes to bills and guidance of life, I think there's a experience level that makes sense. You've been with your partner for 13 years, correct? Right. So you would just, just say 13 years and you're married. So the way I look at like perceptions of relationships is you hit the jackpot. You, did, you, did the, you know, we have the, in society right now, we have the, the friends with benefits, the flings, the booze, the girlfriend boyfriend then the, the other one that people get stuck in is the engagement i know people that have been engaged for 10 15 20 years to this day right then you have the loop which is hey i actually did it i got married right so if you were to meet someone else who hasn't done none of that it's still in that boyfriend level i feel like you will have more experience and right. that being said you should be more of a lead into right. the relationship does that make sense Right. So then I would be, I would be the alpha. Right. But my personality, I am already an alpha and my husband is also an alpha. So sometimes we clash a lot because we always want to be in charge. <laughs> that's fine. And I think that, I think that sometimes people don't understand too, like the way, like the gender roles and all of that stuff. Sometimes us as women, we need to just know how to I don't want to say like stay in our place or stay in our lane, but it's, it's just, it's the dynamic between a man and a woman. You know, sometimes we just got to play the woman role, you know, and then but, other times but, we have to what step is, it up. What is the woman role? Like, what is the woman role? I'm speaking for myself. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a little bit like, I could be a little overbearing. I want things my way. It has to be like this. And then my husband will be like, okay, why don't we try it like this? And I can be a very stubborn, but sometimes, right. I'll take a step back and I'll let him do it his way. It's like, it's a control thing. You know what I mean? Who could take the L more? Who could take the loss more between you and me. your partner? Me. It's, it's definitely me. I have that theory that I kept on hearing lately. And um, I believe it's true. If you were to make three rules in your, in your life right now, what three rules would it be? When it comes to a partner. Three rules? Yeah. Think of yourself when you're younger or growing up. What were the three basic rules you thought when you grew up? Oh, yeah, this is the type of guy I want. Okay, so the the person would have to be like a planner. Someone that's, you know, that thinks ahead. Um, financially good or like 
knows how to handle finances and just like a loving person just so somebody is, that's loving this is your perspective now right now right in the mid 30s yes. correct yeah was it the same in your 20s no in my 20s i just wanted good sex okay now in your teens <laughs> ask yourself in, in the teens in my teens, I didn't know what the hell I wanted. In my teens, I just wanted someone to like hang out with and just like chill with. So that's what that's my whole point. That I think we make these rules that yeah, I want this, this, and that. But the minute we find a partner or a person, we break all the damn rules, even if they don't fit it. And oh, then we're true. like later on, oh, why me? Why me? Bitch. I mean, why new? <laughs> we broke our own rules in life, you know. As you a know, fact. We- Growing up, I was the master of friend zone. I'll be honest with you. And then, I, then like, as I got older, they're like, oh, you know, I could have been with someone like you. Be like, what you mean? I didn't check up none of your boxes. You know, I hit all the important things you want, but I didn't have the six feet. I didn't have the fancy cars, you know. And, and in life, I feel like that's a growth. And that's why I ask, how was your 20s and teens? Because mm-hmm. eventually, the answer you have now, I'm pretty sure your kids are one day going to ask you for life experience or some other person younger than you so my answer to all this is i mean every 10 years i guess we have a different version of what we want and it's up to us to figure out which three rules we want to keep so those will be my three what a a couple of add-ons but (laughs) you know (laughs) i mean so what is your goal so let's let's put it this way so i'm i told myself by the time i'm 40 I want to really, really enjoy my life. Like I run and travel twice a year with my partner and one with the kids. I think why? Because I feel like as we get older, we're not that strong. We're not, we don't have that much time to sleep because, you know, the kids are older. So paranoia, their headaches, you can only imagine the shit we did in high school, what they're going to go through. Right, exactly. Is there a specific goal you have at 40 that you're like, you know what, your partner, like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to focus on this when we hit 40. I haven't really thought about that in a few years, but I haven't really thought about, I haven't really thought that far in. That's like, as far as my relationship goes. I mean, for example, my wife is telling me we're going to hit the islands literally for my 40th. And I'm like, oh, well, my 40th is coming up later on a year later. He's like, yeah, so we're both going to do whatever the hell we want at 40. Why? Because our kids will be older and you know, we don't have to focus so much on babysitting. But I'm like, damn, why 40? Why do I got to wait till 40 to party? She's right. Like, you know, she's like, no, we could do small little get weekend getaways, but the big ones at 40. So you see, like, I'm thinking in my head, I met people in their 50s that tell me, oh, when you hit your 50s, that's when you live life. I don't want to wait till 50 to live my life. Me neither. True. Me neither. That's, I mean, and 50 is not old, but I don't want to wait that long to live. You know, I was just having a conversation with my husband the other day. You know what? In life, us as human beings, we're accustomed to postpone things, right? Oh, we don't have money. Oh, we don't have time. Oh, we can't do this. Listen, we're always going to have bills. There's always going to be debt. There's always going to be Fulanito's birthday this weekend. There's always going to be a holiday. There's always going to be a reason why you don't do things. But you can't let that, you got to just do it. You got to plan it and just do it and execute and yeah. I made that mistake this like a couple of weeks ago. My wife was like, oh, we should go to Florida, Florida, Florida. I'm like, yo, but the inflation, the overpriced ticket, 
She's like, nah, nah, come on, come on. What is it you say in your podcast? Live it, love it, fuck. I'm like, okay, fuck it, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> like don't, don't, don't you dare use my own words against me. But it's just exactly. sometimes you need that push. You feel me? So one of the things I do want to mention is, have you ever felt like being on social media, being on TikTok? There could be someone downloading my video right now and, you know, making fun of it or doing some stupid shit out of it. Well, I'm sure, like, at first I had, like, I would get, like, a whole bunch of rude comments. Like, I remember the first comment that I ever got. Basically, the person just was like, nobody wants to listen to you. Like, nobody cares. This is what they wrote under one of my posts. Cares what you're saying. And I was like, obviously you care because you took the time out to write underneath my post. Mm -hmm. So I put a laughing emoji and I said just that. It's like, oh okay this is dope so that actual comment kind of like fueled me because it's like i'm just one of those people it's like either you're gonna love me or you're gonna hate me or that's it you're gonna watch me or you're not you know so i kind of just keep it that way it's like i do what i do because i'm just that that kind of person you know i try to figure out everybody's trying to be creatives um we're all trying to create and I think that that's what it is with me. I'm just like, whatever. Either you're going to watch me or no. I love that shit. shit. You took a negative and you say, you know what? I'm not going to let that shit hurt me. And, you know, and, I, and I've had some, a bunch of those. When I try um, going to other social media platforms and give motivational speech, and some love it. Some be like, they put like sleeping. I'm like, okay, whatever. Who gives a shit? Right. But you know what? It's just the, when you throw things out there, I think it's brave when you just do stuff out of the ordinary outside your life. Like right now, right. It's, it's late night. Tomorrow we have work. The kids got school. Right. And I'm and we, sick you know, as fuck and I'm tired as fuck. <laughs> you see? And like right now, I'm, I'm pretty sure after this episode is done, mind you, I have to record another episode for somebody else who lives in California. In about, in wow. the, so it's about the hustle. But I also look at it as something I love to do. Right. Did you at any point did you feel like you lost that that you know that fire or the, the fire went down a little bit? I'm like I'm I'm ready. Like I'll be, you know. That's why like some people ask me to come on their show, whoever, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm down. Like I always try to work around people's schedule. I always have a flexible schedule. I always try to be mindful of people's time because look at all the things we have to prepare to you know do our shows. Look, it's 11:30 in New York time. It's like some people are sleeping right now. But now when I now when I get off with you, I gotta finish up whatever. So I probably won't be get to bed till like one, two o'clock in the morning. And I gotta be up for work at six. So. Oh, me too. Exactly. I mean, and this is what is encouraging to know there's someone out there that says, you know what? I know exactly what that freaking guy going through the same thing. And and I think it's motivating and it's fuel. To yes. know that, guess what? I'm not the only one that's going to go to sleep at one or two o'clock in the morning because they want to work on, right. their, on their content. And right. I love it. I just think that other people need to hear that because there are other people out there that have no idea that they have someone that can relate to them. Right. So it's important. I do thank you for that. So I want to turn some stuff out to some Q's and A's that I do. This is out of this called rapid fire. I'm going to ask you some random questions. Go. You get a few seconds. Just throw it out there. And, gotcha. after, and after that, I'm going to end it with your favorite motivational quote, if you have one. Gotcha. All right. So tell me oh. when you're ready. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Your favorite movie in 2022. Oh my God. 2022. Go. My favorite movie in 2022? Go. Shit, I don't think I have one. 
that movie. Jeez, I've seen that shit by heart. Worst movie you saw in 2022? Oh, I just saw it the other day called the. It was a, like an exorcist movie. It was so bad. I, I, I don't even remember the name of it. <laughs> That's how bad it was. Good answer. That's how bad. Favorite food? Oh my God. My favorite food, lasagna. Worst food? Okra. What the fuck is that? Look it up. It's gross. Okra. <laughs> Look into that shit. <laughs> Your favorite restaurant to go to? Oh, my favorite restaurant to go to. I don't have a favorite restaurant because I like to eat everything. Mexican. I would say Mexican restaurant. If you could recommend one Netflix show, which would it be? Ozark. I just finished it. I have not watched it yet, so. OMG. You need to watch it. It's dope. First of all, I'm a Jason Bateman fan. Jason Bateman, if you ever see this, I love you. <laughs> um, yes, I'm a Jason Bateman fan, so I, I love the show. It was dope. Favorite music genre? Um, 90s R&B. Favorite artist from the 90s? Uh, Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys came on the early 2000s, though. Late 90s, 2000s. So she's my favorite artist. Favorite 80s movie? The Goonies. It's The Goonies. Yeah, you brought it way back. Uh-huh. If you could meet one person past that, you know, anyone to have lunch with, who would it be with? I think it would be Jay-Z. I would just like to pick his brain because I think he's a very good businessman. If you had one wish right now, and you can't ask for more wishes, you can't ask for money, what would it be? I was about to ask for money. Um, Continued health for my family and friends and everyone that I know. Would you want to know how you die, or would you want to know what age? All right. How I die, I guess. I don't want to know the age. So, quick question. Do you like freestyle music? Yes. Which is your favorite freestyle song? Dream Girl. All right, Cynthia and Jenny, oh, that's like one of my favorite songs too. Yes. Before you turn, before your birthday, June 27th, what is one small goal you're going to accomplish? Losing some weight. Before you turn 40, what's one major goal you plan to accomplish? Monetizing my content. If you had one advice to give to the youth right now about life, what would it be? Manage your finances. Take Take classes, learn about finances, learn, learn how to manage your finances, invest, um, and just plan for your future. Good one. If you right now had someone who wanted to start their podcast for the first time, what advice would you give them? Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Don't think about it. Don't overthink it. Don't think about what people are going to say or what they're going to do or who's going to fail away. Just do it. If it's in your heart, just do it. Do you believe someone should be a virgin until they get married? Hell no. <laughs> What's that one song that you do you, you listen to when you clean the house? Oh, I usually listen to like No Le Pega La Negra. You go back old school. Salsa. Yeah. Okay. What's a stereotype uh, Spanish people do in a party that you hate? Switching the music too much. The DJs at the at the parties, they switch it too much. It's like, <laughs> let the song play, my dude. Like, let the song play. And my last question. What does live it, love it fucking mean to you in your perspective? You got to do what works for you. Everyone, you know, I think a lot of people, especially like people, Latin people, us, you know, I feel like 
our culture kind of like bogs us down sometimes, you know, there's so many things that, oh, you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And, you know, what will people say? What will people think? You know, and it's like, yo, fuck that shit. We living in a whole different kind of life. It's like, you have to do what works for you, whatever's convenient for you, whatever is in your heart to do, live it, love it, fuck it. You see, I love that. Now, you know, I like to wrap this stuff with you. You know, you just throw things out there. Now, just to end the show, and I always like to end it, this this is like my favorite part, and I'm going to commit to it. In this next few episodes, I'm going to actually post these these quotes up because I think it's important to listen to other people when they talk about motivation. So do you have a motivational quote that you live by or that you really, really enjoy? I don't really have one that that I like live by. I guess I go by my own like mantras. Like when I'm feeling, when I need uplifting, I always think about like, I'm not the only person that has gone through this, you know? And I always feel like you, you always make it out better on the other side, especially when you go through hardships, you know, you go through struggles, you will always make it better on the other side of your issue. Love it. Simple, authentic, and it's your quote, something you live by. So you see, so once again, Tanya, I want to thank you for just having fun and getting to know you a little bit more better and getting to know, you know, your journey. At the same time, I, I could see that, you know, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> you love the mic. You. you love the picture. You know, you, you, you are. I do. And I think it's, it's wonderful to know that there's people out there that you, that you want to share. And the fact that, you know, Notorious Moms, it directs the people that, you know, the, the audience who needs to be listening to this. Moms. If you're a mom out there, a single mom, mom married, you want to just see someone's perspective, you'd be surprised that, you know, you're going to relate to it. So check on Notorious Mom. Notorious Mom is a podcast. And once again, I hope you have a great night. Thank you. you know, appreciate but- it.